In the last six months, we've heard a lot about the affair that Suzanne Morphew had. She struck up a conversation with an old friend named Jeff Liebler back in 2018 after she moved to Salida, Colorado. They talked for quite some time online, they stopped for a bit, and then they picked up right where they left off. Suzanne ended up going on trips and meeting Jeff there, and that's where they started their affair. In the weeks leading up to Suzanne's disappearance, things were getting tough for Suzanne and Barry. Suzanne told Barry that she was done and let's just handle things civilly. And in the last week of her life, she was alone with Barry and something that she stated she was not comfortable being. For a long time, Suzanne thought Barry was cheating on her, even way back when they lived in Indiana. And when they moved out to Colorado, well, everything went downhill after that. As I go through Barry's arrest affidavit, there are numerous red flags in there, and there are serious ones regarding Barry's internet searches and his viewing history. I mentioned this in my last video. Searches that not only show that Barry had wandering eyes, but that those out there who are around Barry should probably hide your teenage girls and hide your wives. I'll show you why in just a second. First, let's read the affidavit, which goes back to January 2020 four months before Suzanne went missing. It states, Suzanne took clear, articulable steps in January 2020 in attempts to separate from and divorce her husband, Barry. She told her family and close friends about her intentions, secretly recorded her notes of abuse in her phone because Barry monitored it, confronted Barry in arguments that she secretly recorded with help from a friend, and finally sent him a text four days before she disappeared saying that she was done, let's handle this civilly. Barry, however, initially represented to investigators from CBI, FBI, and CCSO that his marriage with Suzanne was perfect and she had no intention of leaving him. Barry's statements about his actions on the days before and after Suzanne's disappearance have been proven to be false and misleading by this investigation. Barry knowingly destroyed evidence that his relationship with Suzanne was deteriorating and that he was involved in her disappearance and homicide. Now, according to one of his daughters, it states that Blank, which is one of the daughters, admitted that her parents argued a lot and that she feared they would separate or divorce. She said that they were not doing well and that it was for the best that they would separate. Blank reported that they, Barry and Suzanne, were both in an unsafe place emotionally. Now, as for Barry's phone, Barry told authorities that the reason he deleted anything off of his phone was because his daughters always looked in his phone. In the affidavit, it states, when Blank was discussing if she had ever seen text messages on her parents' phones, she advised that she does not ever look at the messages on their phones. Also in the document, it states, this statement by Blank contradicts Barry's repeated assertions to CBI that he deleted arguments between him and Suzanne on his phone because his daughters always looked in his phone. Might be a good thing that his daughter didn't. But first, let's take a look at one woman who worked at the local gym, how she perceived Barry Morphew and her experience with him. Her name is Carrie Waddell and she's been a masseuse for 17 years. She met Suzanne in fall of 2018 and gave her massages in 2019. Suzanne would talk to Carrie about her husband and her family. Now in November of 2019, Suzanne approached Carrie and asked her if she could start hanging out with her as she said she wanted to uh, do, start doing things with a friend. Carrie believes that Suzanne was going to speak with her about Barry and his attempts at trying to get her to give him a massage. She told the authorities that she felt guilty about not accepting Suzanne's invitation to hang out. Two months before that, in September, Carrie met Barry while she was doing one of her workouts at the gym. She didn't know that Barry was Suzanne's husband until she saw him sign in at the register. The affidavit states, 
Waddell met Barry in September 2019 during her morning workouts at the gym. She did not know that Barry was married to Suzanne until she saw him sign in on the register one morning. When she saw his name, everything that Suzanne told Waddell about the problems with her husband clicked in Waddell's mind. Barry was alone during his morning workouts. He watched Waddell in the gym to the point of making her uncomfortable. She perceived him as a predator with a huge ego. Barry's truck caught her attention because of its size, noise, and firefighter plates. Barry was not always working as hard as Suzanne stated because he was in the gym about four times a week. Once, Waddell was working out in the afternoon and she saw Barry walk up to the second floor of the gym. He looked all around the gym until he saw Waddell. After a while, she walked up to the second floor and he said, Hi, I'm Barry Morphew. Have a good workout. Waddell thought her Dead Men Tell No Tales t-shirt might have attracted him. She told Barry, Your wife is a wonderful person. While Waddell and a friend Connie, who is an active member of Grace Church, which is the same church that Suzanne went to, were eating in the corner patio area of the Boathouse restaurant in November 2019, Barry and Blank Morphew sat down a few tables over. He glanced over at Waddell multiple times, making her uncomfortable. Barry approached her, stretched his back, and said words to the effect of, I'm so happy to see you tonight. My back is hurting. I'd like to schedule an appointment. Waddell did not want to give Barry her phone number or give him a massage, so she told him that she did not have her phone with her and she should schedule through his wife. Waddell told agents that she wondered how many other women Barry pursued who did not steer him to talk with his wife. Now this woman has been a masseuse for 17 years. She's used to many different clients. So it's interesting here how she's instantly put off by Barry and her perception of what type of guy he is. And notable, she did not feel comfortable around him. What are your thoughts? Let me know below. In another instance, there's a woman named Holly Wilson, and Holly and her husband Jeff knew both Suzanne and Barry. Here's what the document reads. From October 2020 through December 2020, Holly Wilson recorded her phone and in-person conversations with Barry, provided those recordings to Special Agent Grusing. Holly and her husband Jeff Wilson knew Barry and Suzanne well through their church in Indiana. During these recordings, Barry told Holly words to the effect, you are Suzanne to me. He held her hand while in the car, gave her a kiss goodnight, told her Suzanne would approve of whatever would happen in their relationship, and twice touched Holly's breasts, pretending like the touches were accidents when her husband's head was turned away and not looking. Barry told Holly that he had an ex-FBI guy working for him and sometimes saying he had a PI working for him who charged him over $50,000. Once, Barry told Holly and Jeff that he may have found where someone was holding Suzanne and asked Jeff to come to Colorado to cut the guy's balls off. So now we have another instance here of being inappropriate and making another woman feel uncomfortable. And not to mention disrespectful and shady. While Holly's husband wasn't looking, Barry cops a feel. Now let's get into the list that Suzanne made on Friday, May 8th. That's two days before she was reported missing and it was around seven o'clock in the morning. She wrote 60 lines of issues that she had regarding Barry. Now I won't read all of it, but I will point out a few that pertains to this video. Number one on her list is Monkey App. And this is an app made by teenagers. Now it promotes talking to strangers, I, or I should say promoted because it's no longer downloadable. You get 15 seconds to talk to someone live and you can buy more time if you use more bananas in the app. Now the reviews on it are horrific, especially by parents. 
there's a lot of flashing going on, inappropriate behavior, and mostly young people are on the app. It changed over time to 17 plus, but you can no longer download this app because of these kinds of issues that were going on. Now, someone posted about it and said, I was thinking the same that the app was fun. I could have been chilling on it during this quarantine, but they took it down because too many old men were on there harassing underage kids and the parents got involved and got it took down to protect the children. Now in April of 2020, a month before Suzanne went missing, there was an article that says you can't download Monkey from the App Store anymore and there's a good reason why. And it goes on to talk about all the shady dealings. Now it's interesting because I wonder how long Barry had this on his phone. So what's a grown man like Barry doing on this kitty app? It goes from bad to worse. This is just the warm up. Back to the list, other notable items. Suzanne wrote physical abuse, mental abuse, women on Facebook, good for business. And this one's interesting. It says lies about deer, pants unzipped. Curious what your thoughts are about that? Let me know. It says, trip to Colorado, pen on hand. I'm thinking that's possibly her spy pen. Wonder what that was on there. And stalking Sheila and me in house without telling. Now I talked about that. This could be a separate situation, but I talked about in 2019, Barry didn't park his car at home and Sheila was visiting and he was creeping up to the house and looking in windows, but he was saying, no, no, I just was hunting for a week and I didn't want them to see me because I smell and I just, I didn't want that. So, you know, he parked somewhere else. It's just, come on. She also wrote, not safe alone with you, can't be trusted. Two days before she was reported missing and one day before he allegedly killed her. Now let's dive into Barry's phone and his searches. From 5.41 p.m. on Friday, May 8th through Sunday, May 10th, all 11 calls between Barry and Suzanne are outgoing from Barry to Suzanne. Out of 58 voicemails on Barry's phone, none are from Suzanne. Barry deleted numerous calls between himself and Suzanne from May 4th to 5th, which is the fire day on the May 4th, and May 5th is when Suzanne drove the girls out for to go camping. When asked by FBI agents in April 2021 why he deleted those calls, he said he did not recall doing so, and he must have been freeing up space on his phone. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. On January 7, 2020, Barry's phone searched how to make a girl orgasm YouTube recovered from deleted web searches on Barry's phone. Also deleted web searches, Barry's phone searched older man, younger woman relationships, YouTube. On January 8th, Barry's phone searched the Facebook help page. I can't reset my Facebook password because I can't access the email or mobile phone number on my account help center also deleted. Now remember, there was password requests and whatnot right before Suzanne went missing as well. Plus, don't forget that Suzanne's Facebook account friended a bunch of men and a couple of women, but most of them are men. Four or five, I think, was named Jeff. On January 24th, 2020, Barry's phone searched third base, my first hand job, dear teen diary, ninth grade entry 14 YouTube. That was deleted. Oh, we're not done. On January 25th, 2020, Barry's phone accessed 
localsnapsext.com, find a cute girl near Salida and come get dirty blank. And then it says, along with other such sites that were recovered from deleted web searches on Barry's phone. In the footnotes, it says, when Barry was asked by CBI if he ever searched online to meet other women, he replied, no, never. Reference July 8th interview. He added, absolutely not, never. So what's a 53-year-old man, 51 at the time, doing looking at 14-year-old girls and with titles like those? That is so disgusting. And now not only do we have a suspected killer on the loose, but we have a pedo as well. How many people out there do you know that is normal for a 53-year-old man to be searching up grade nine and that kind of thing? And it's funny how this is buried, isn't it? You know what else is interesting? This is just January and only three days worth. Imagine that for a moment. So to the Barry lovers out there, try and dispute this one. So I do question, why is this buried so deep? Why is it not coming to the surface? The TV specials don't mention a peep about this behavior, only about Suzanne and her running around. Granted, that's not right either. However, what about Barry? And this little tidbit is not small at all, in my opinion. Like I said, this is only a couple days of searches. What the heck other stuff does he have? Let me know your thoughts on that. Now, this was on Barry's phone. And speaking of phones, looks like Barry had a potential second phone. In the affidavit, it says possible second device for Barry. On June 11, 2020, your affiant received information from FBI SA Grusing and computer scientist Brian Turner that while reviewing the data from the cell phone extraction of Barry's iPhone, they found a second device user ID an identifier and was associated with Barry's iPhone with an SMS at 3.43 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on May 8th, which is the Friday. This user ID is separate from the primary user ID. This second device was first used on November 30th, 2019 and was associated with Barry's iPhone 91 times since then compared to 1,701 associations with the primary user ID since November 2019. Dates this device was associated with Barry's iPhone since May 5th, 2020, which is May 5th, the day the girls went camping, May 10th, two times, May 11th, three times, and May 12th, once. It says, as of this present date, this second device has not been identified. So I wonder what that's all about. Hey, Bear Bear. Now, Barry's searches don't stop there. Back in the preliminary hearing in summertime, we heard that Barry also searched a site called Ashley Madison, which is a known website for cheating on your spouse. Their tagline is, life is short, have an affair. Now, in order to see your matches, you have to create a profile on there. And I wish I was there at the preliminary so that I could hear the details of it, but I wasn't. He also searched a site called Celebrity Jihad, which is a site that exposes naked pictures and footage of celebrities, etc., etc. Now, according to the affidavit, Barry said that Suzanne was framing him on these searches. I do wonder if Barry takes any ownership of anything in his entire life at this point, in my opinion. Barry said to the authorities, I never went to a site, a porn site. I'm, I'm against watching porn. I do not, I do not watch porn. Have I looked at a naked woman on one of those sites? I have before, but if there was ever a site that was searching for a woman, it was not me. Who was it then? He says, I've never even inappropriately texted another woman since I've been married, probably since I've been in love. He said, there's no proof out there he did so. Now we talk about Exhibit 23. Barry was shown the photos of nude women and sexual encounter dating sites recovered from his cell phone. 
He said he never had a dating website and the images and websites recovered must have been from pop-up ads when he was viewing pornography. Agents agreed such images and dating sites could have come from Barry viewing porn on his phone. When asked about any searches for meeting girls, Barry said, well, you can obviously see that I never looked for a girl on my phone or online, because he deleted it. I mean, there's nobody out there, so I mean, if there was, you guys could, if anybody could, you guys could. Now, we know that Barry has also hooked up with Shoshana Dark. She's the woman who was arrested for trespassing on Suzanne and Barry's previous home and stealing a package from their doorstep. And it was said that Shoshana and Barry were in a relationship from back in July 2020. And it mentions that in the affidavit, but they don't have confirmation about this. Of course, Barry said he didn't meet Shoshana until October. It says, Barry said, well, I just, I'll tell you right now that she is a special person in my life. And it's, I've told you before, she is a dear friend. There's nothing sexual going on with her and I. Barry continued, and I didn't meet her until October 25th. The first time I ever even saw her face to face and talked to her was October 25th. Makes me wonder if he actually talked to her online and he's just saying, you know, face to face was October. Barry said by meeting Shoshana, God answered his prayer of please give me something. He continued, there's no, my daughters know about Shauna. They know we're friends. They know I go over there and uh, yeah, I've been there late at night, but we're talking and we're just helping each other and uh, that's it. Now, before I get into a little further, here's what Barry's thoughts are about women. He stated, we men need sex, that's all we need and we'll be good. Barry also said that Suzanne had the body of a 30 year old and that they give us sex. That's all we ever want or need. Let's go back to Shoshana. On December 16th, 2020, CCO Deputy Miles Jones receives a tip from a person who wants to remain anonymous, and she reports that her friend Shoshana is intimately involved in a relationship with Barry. Now, on December 17th, the next day, she was interviewed at the CCSO office. She said that she has known Barry since October 2020 because she cleaned his neighbor's house and met him at the dumpster by chance. She denied being in a romantic or sexual relationship with Barry. Dark deleted items on her phone, one possibly being a second phone number for Barry, in front of investigators and was evasive in answering questions. Dark said she called the CBI tip line in May 2020 to report strange vehicles being in the area around Puma Path around the time Suzanne disappeared. Dark said in the December interview that she did not know Suzanne and she says, and Suzanne, she's my age, she's a lot of people say I resemble her. And from December 2020 through April 2021, numerous Salida residents have reported that Shoshana is in a relationship with Barry. Here's where it talks about July. It says the relationship is reported to date back to July 2020, though investigators have not confirmed that. A poll camera installed by the FBI has captured Barry's truck consistently coming and going from Dark's residence, often between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m., sometimes staying through the night. But they're not in a relationship. CBI agents Graham and Cahill confirmed that Dark and, and Barry checked into the Antlers Hotel in Colorado Springs on February 12, 2021, and checked out on Valentine's Day as captured on surveillance footage below, with Barry carrying Dark's luggage and Dark holding a bouquet of flowers. Barry's cell phone was either off or in airplane mode during a majority of his trip, like he does. So if it's true that Barry started this relationship in July 2020, that's only two months after Suzanne went missing. 
So much for searching for your wife, right? And what are your thoughts about Shoshana reporting odd vehicles in May? Let me know below. That one piques my interest. Check out my last video on the arrest affidavit about Barry's lying lunch hour. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please share and please like if you want more of the arrest affidavit. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon. Why do they always start shoveling when I'm recording?